our mom to come and minister to us this evening, amen. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. His divine power had given us, had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to his glory and virtue. You know, the other time I was just sitting with the Father and I was trying to have a moment with him and I was crying and I was saying, Lord, I can't do this without you. You know, when you're just crying and we are thinking, God has got this, like he's really impressed with me right now. I'm telling him that I can't do this life without him. And then he said, no, you can. And I was like, really? I can? And then he said, yes, you can. And he, 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 began, he said to me that the reason why we come to church and we're comfortable with being churched is because I don't know whether intentionally or unintentionally, somehow in the church we are taught that you can't do anything without God. And that is not consistent to His word. Because in His word He said, let us create man in our image and in our likeness. Meaning these people are like us, they'll function like us. Amen. It doesn't say let us create born again believers that will function like us. When he created, he just created men that functioned like him. So whether you are born again or not, you are created in the likeness of God. So the Bible here says that his divine power has given us all things pertaining to life. Meaning we have the power to do life. We were given by God the power to do life. We are not helpless. We don't, okay, sorry, but we don't need God to do life. Sorry, but we don't. There are so many people who are doing life without God and they are as successful as you can be without Him. So this notion that I need God, I'm waiting for God to bring my breakthrough is a lie. I don't know where it was told, whether in church or we told ourselves to excuse ourselves from doing life, but I'm here to tell you that you can do life because God created you in his likeness and image and then he mandated us and said we must have dominion and influence. So God was saying that, if you want to attach it to my message, that dominion and influence is not the word. Dominion and influence is my default setting. It's my default. It's how I was created. It's not the word of God. It's me. Because the Bible says I am the word of God. So I don't need to, I'm not strive and fast and whatever in order to dominate and influence. No, I am dominion and influence. And the minute my mind is awakened to that reality, I dominate and I influence. Yeah. Whether I'm a Christian or not. Whether I'm a Christian or not. Whether I'm a Christian or not. So this thing of us waiting for God is wrong. We don't wait for God because God created and finished and he's waiting for us. So what we do is we wait on God and we wait in God, yeah. not for him, yeah. because he finished. Yeah. He finished. 
finished. Amen. So we can do life. Amen. We, we, we are different setting dominion and influence. Amen. Different setting likeness of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the Bible says that and godliness. So it's life and you can do life without God and be as successful as you can be without Him. But now when you do life and godliness, it's now a different thing because when we say godliness, we are saying that you are now, you have now been elevated to the God class. Amen. We are rolling with God, same class, same class. That's why Jesus said, I'm the express image of the Father. When you see me, you've seen the Father because I've been elevated. Amen. Now, when God created us, his intention from the beginning was for us to come and establish the heavens on the earth. Amen. And when you're just doing life, you just do life. But now when you're doing life and godliness, it's a different thing now because someone who's just doing life Will, will prosper, but everyone around them will be sad yeah. because they are mean, because they push everyone down. Yeah. But when I'm doing life and godliness, yeah. when I come into an atmosphere, I bring heaven. When I come into an atmosphere, I bring love. Yeah. When I come into an atmosphere, I bring peace. Yeah. Because the Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says, peace I live with you. Amen. So we are able. But now, when we get born again, when we reconcile with the Father, in John chapter 17, verse 3, the Bible says, This is everlasting life. This is everlasting life. What is everlasting life is knowing the Father intimately. And it's when I know the Father intimately that I'm able to do the godliness. Because coming to church, doesn't make me godly. Yeah. It just makes me a person who comes to church. But when I allow myself to know the Father intimately, I become one with Him. I do as if He were here. Hallelujah. The same way He would do when He were, if He were here. I interact with people, and I, I, when I interact with them, I don't look at them according to the flesh, but I honor them because I see them. Yeah. Because that's how the Father is. Yeah. He sees us and honors us. Yeah. There's never a time when you go into the presence of the Lord and then God is like, you feel the thing, go away. No. He always says, my daughter, because he honors. And when I carry Godliness, I bring the atmosphere. I bring honor, the atmosphere of honor. And suddenly everyone around me feels honored. Amen. And they are reminded who they are. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In Psalm 115, Verse 16, the Bible says, the earth was given to us. You know when you give someone something, if I give you my, my bag, it's yours. You can't then say, but your, the bag is dirty now. How come? I gave you. So God gave us the earth and gave us the power and authority to manage the earth. You see, when Adam was created, he was placed in the Garden of Eden. And the, the vision that God had was that as they were growing, they would expand the Garden of Eden. They would take the atmosphere of Eden and expand it, which is the same mandate that we have as a church, is to take what we experience here 
and expand it and take it to our workplaces, take it to our families, Amen. take it to our jobs, take it, take it everywhere. But we were told that we need to wait for God. And I'm here to say to you, you do not need to wait for God. God has been waiting for you. God has been waiting for you. So the Bible says in Isaiah, arise, shine for your light has come. The light came. In John chapter 1, verse 3, it says that the life, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Which light are you waiting for? It came. It came. All that's needed is for us to arise and understand that I am well able. My default is dominion. My default is influence. It's not what I'm taught in church. It's who I am. It's who I am when I have been prayed. It's who I am when I was drinking. It's who I am. I'm dominion and I'm influence. It's who I am. It's my default setting. You see, when, like I said, when we get born again, we now get elevated to the God class. Hallelujah. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20, when you just read that, it says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Hallelujah. And then in Zechariah chapter 3 verse 7, the Bible says that we are given places amongst this that stand by. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 23, the Bible says we have come to Mount Zion. So where we are, there are innumerable number of angels. There are, there are the weaknesses that has passed. Meaning, I'm standing with Abraham. Amen. I'm standing with Moses. Amen. I'm standing with Daniel. Amen. I'm standing with Gideon. So I can consult and say, hey, Gideon, tell me, how did you do this? And Gideon will tell me. Yeah. I know. You don't believe it. I'm telling you. The apostle said to us that you guys, MTN, I don't need to call the apostle. Sometimes I just talk to him, yes. and I said, Apostle, and then he will call him and say the same thing I was saying, because I spoke to him. Amen. This was given to me. Amen. This was given to you, to rule and reign over it, Amen. this life. Now someone is saying, I know, no, it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. Amen. Because I know who I am. Yeah. Amen. I can't be affected by. Yeah. You know, there was a time when I thought I had marital problems. I remember talking to Pastor Van and I said to him, you know, what makes me sad is that everything else is working and that the one thing that I work hard at, it's not working. <laughs> and then she laughed like that because she has become like the apostle. And of course, after the laughing, she then counseled me a bit. And I continued in my marital program until I had the word. And I realized that I can't have marital problems. Like it's impossible. It's impossible for me to have marital Not where I am. Not where I am. And I'm not lying to you. Ever since I discovered that I can't. Like I can't. My marriage is... I'm telling you the truth. And there was a time where, again, during those times, when I like words, my, my, my love language is words, and I felt like my husband was not talking to me nicely. So every time he would say something, I'd be upset. And then I realized with all my words, I'm giving the enemy so much power. So the enemy now has a switch. He knows that switch.
switch on, switch on, switch on. And I was like, this pain thing is beneath me. I'm higher than it. I can't be feeling pain. How can I hope God be there, upset, I mean, I'm feeling pain? For what? For what? For what? But I'm saying to us, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying to us, once you know who you are, let me tell you, the Bible then says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we have been made the righteousness of God. Do you know what that means? The apostle said, we have been given what makes God right. Meaning, oh, it's wow, okay, that's good. You see, if God were to appear and say, these chairs are white. And then when you are thinking, no, I saw the chairs where you'll find them white. That's the righteousness of God. That's what makes him right. It's not what makes him right, but that's him, that's him with his correct all the time. Now, do you understand what you are? The righteousness of God. You are correct every time. Listen, even when you are wrong, you are right. Let me explain to you. That's why when you say I'm sick, you are sick, Vail. Because you are the righteousness of God. There is no time when you are wrong. Because you are right. You are the righteousness of God. So even when you are wrong, you are right. So I'd rather be right all the time. I'd rather agree with God all the time. And not be wrong when I'm right. But that's how powerful you are. You are the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, he who, he, who, he who unites himself with the Lord becomes one spirit with the Lord. We are one with him. I'm here to say to us, I hope by the time we leave, we all embrace the truth that I am one with God. I am one, I don't, I don't, I'm not one when I've prayed. I'm one with God every time. I'm one with Him. Because the Bible says the sanctifier and the sanctified have become one. So I'm one with Him. I'm God. That's what the Bible says, Psalms 82 verse 6. I'm God. And we need to understand that nothing will happen without us on the earth. Not because God can't. The Bible in the book of Job, it says, you have vexed me. And I've got to understand that it's not that God cannot just override us and do what needs to be done. It's because of the integrity of his word. He says, I've placed my word higher than my name. And he says, heaven and earth may pass away, but my word will remain. So he gave us authority over this earth and he won't change it because he's a God of integrity. He won't change his mind. Amen. That's why the Bible says his gifts are without repentance. What he has given us, he has given us. That's why he, he can't say, just because you're not born again, you're not, you're not, your default setting is no longer dominant and influence. No, because he's a God of integrity. So I'm here to say to us, arise, shine, your light came. It's just time for you to arise and stop waiting. 
and stop crying. You have the power in your mouth Amen. to change your life, to change your destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have the power to use your righteousness to change your circumstance, Amen. to change your family, to change your community, Hallelujah. to change Swaziland. Amen. There's a, there's a woman in the Bible as I close. I can't remember his name, but it's in the book of Judges. There was war. And um, this king, forgotten his name, sorry, it's in Judges chapter 6 or somewhere there. But this lady saw the king running and he said, No, come to my tent. Jael, thank you. Come to my tent. And then she came in and the Bible says he gave, she gave him milk and she said, Sleep here. And he, she covered him with a blanket. And when he was asleep, he she put um, what do, a peg, like one sorry. The English teacher is finished. with the peg. What am I saying? I'm saying that sometimes when we are told to arise, we think I've heard pastors and they say you should pay school fees. I've heard I'm, I can't do that. But there's something you can do. This woman was not a warrior, but he killed, she killed a warrior. Yeah. Because she understood who she was. Yeah. So gave, God gave her the wisdom. Yeah. And as we are here in this conference, we are being given wisdom. You see, sometimes we are about prayer. Men of God, pray for me. Men of God, tell me what God is saying. We are going to tell you, don't worry. <laughs> but receive the wisdom. Take it for yourself and say, I'm taking this wisdom for myself. Because that's what the Father wants for us. Hallelujah. the man.
precious name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What an awesome word. What an awesome word. Take us.